Hello, this is Pastor Rob, and welcome to Wisdom Wednesday. I'm in Proverbs chapter 4 this week, and I was just doing my regular Proverbs reading. Um, A habit that many people have gotten into, which I've started, is to read Proverbs on the day of the month that it is. There's 31 chapters of Proverbs, which means that most uh, months you either get all 30 chapters or 31 chapters in there. And uh, so it's a great habit to be in. You never have to kind of ask which chapter you're in. You just, what's the date today? And so a few days ago, I was reading this over and a part of Proverbs really stood out to me as something for me to think deeper on. And this is all of Proverbs. And Proverbs is a book that you have to think deeper on. It's supposed to keep provoking the question, what does that mean? How do I apply that? What does that mean? How do I apply that? What does that mean? How do I apply that? And so these are the verses. It's from chapter 4 and starting in verse 23. It says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far away from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. And so as I was reading this, I was just thinking, this is actually a really great series of verses for doing um, introspection for doing spiritual introspection, for doing soul work. Uh, The first verse says, says, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. So here's the initial command in this section here. Look at your heart. Keep it. Protect it. Be vigilant over it. Pretend you're the security guard of an armored truck filled with $10 million in gold bars. Keep it. Protect it. And it's not just a truck with gold, though. This is your heart. And it says the reason you need to keep your heart, to guard your heart, to be aware of what's going on in your heart is because all of your life flows out of this heart. It's kind of like you can't think without your own brain. You can't feel without your own feelings. You can't move except in your own body. And all of um, the heart in Hebrew is not just kind of like your feelings where we would say, you know, I love you with all my heart. That's my feelings. Your heart is like your whole inner person. It's who you are on the inside. It's your character. It says, guard this, keep this, be attentive to this, be vigilant over this because your entire life is lived out of your heart. So it's this call to um, a precise introspection for spiritual matters. Look at your heart, see what's going on in there and guard it. Don't be passive. Don't feel like a victim. Guard your heart because your entire life is lived out of your heart, your inner person, how you think, how you feel, your character, your values, your entire life is lived out of your heart. So you've got to keep it. So this is a a command to sit down and think about what's going on inside of me. That's really what it is. And for the purpose of um, walking in the fear of the Lord and shunning evil, right? That's the foundation of this book. I need to look at my heart. So I can walk in the fear of the Lord. So this is the next thing it says. So in one sense, if you're going to say that this is a program or um, a step-by-step way of guarding your heart, Solomon gives you things to do. So the first thing he says you need to do is put away from you crooked speech and devious talk far from you. So you can ask the question, 
Am I being honest? Am I being honest? Am I walking in the light? Am I being honest with myself? Am I being honest with other people? What is the truth? How am I really doing? And the fight for honesty is is really the most foundational fight in any soul work. Anybody who ends up caught in a big sin, they've had to lie to themselves and other people quite a bit to get there. Anytime somebody's stealing, anytime somebody's messing around on the computer or blowing up their relationship, they have to be deceived. If they say they're a Christian and they are a Christian, you have to be deceived in order for things to really blow up in your life. And so the first thing that Solomon says is when you sit down to do your introspection, to check out your heart, your first commitment needs to be to not lie to yourself. And then from there to ask, have I been deceiving anybody else? So this is something we need the Holy Spirit to do. This is something we need God to do. We're, we're so good at deceiving ourselves as people, really. We're so good at it that we usually can't notice it. And so we need to invite the Holy Spirit to come and say, Holy Spirit, would you expose where I haven't been honest with you, with myself, with other people, and you show me the way here. But this is the start. If we're going to keep our hearts well, it needs to be a commitment to walking in the light and to not be deceiving ourselves and other people. The second thing he says is, he says, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. So here's this call to kind of like a purposefulness. Okay. And in order for your eyes to be set forward and your gaze to be forward, you, you need to answer the question, what am I looking at? Um, I remember as a young kid, I was it was my job to drive the fishing boat out with my dad and brothers one time on Canham Lake. We were out fishing and it was really bad weather. And my job was to do the driving while some other people held the fishing rods, which was kind of cool. I was pretty young. It was, it was cool. But I was wandering all over the place in the boat. We were kind of dragging this thing as a bit of a dragnet to slow us down so that the trolling, trolling would be better. So my dad came to me and he said, look, you see that light on the tip of the boat? Yes. I want you to make sure that light is always pointing at that thing on the other side of the lake. I can't remember what it was, a big tree or something like that. Make sure that that when you look at that tree, that light on the tip of the boat is always right in between where you're looking at that tree, and that will help you go straight. And Solomon's saying the same thing to us. Look down the path. Where do you want to end up? And so it's forcing us to answer the question, what do I want to do? And the answer should be, like Solomon said, I want to fear the Lord. I want to live in a holy way. I want to be in love with God. I want to please him with my joyful obedience. And then from out of that, you know, I want to be a good dad or I want to be a good mom. I want to uh, be a good father. Uh, I want to be a great husband, whatever it is. And then it says, so, so are you focused on that? Has your mind wandered? Has your life wandered? Have you wandered away from walking with God? And so I think that's what he's getting at. Let your eyes look directly forward at God. Let your eyes gaze be straight before you on the narrow path and following Jesus. So it's this call to look at my heart. It's like, have I been valuing Jesus? Have I been responding to him? Have I been focusing on the mission he's given me, the calling he's given me, what he uniquely has given me to do to serve him and love him in this life? So how, where are we at right now? Guarding our hearts. What's going on in our hearts is so important because our entire life is lived out of this heart. We need to be ruling over it through the grace of Christ. Number two, put away all falsehood. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to God. Don't lie to other people. Ask the, ask the Lord to help sift out things that we believe that are wrong. 
Number three, focus on the Lord and the goals and purposes and calling that he has given you in your life. Then number four, ponder the path of your feet. Then all your ways will be sure. This is verse 26. Ponder the path of your feet. And so here is a real call to say, how have I been walking? Okay, what have I done today? What did I do yesterday? What am I neglecting? What do I need to be working on? This is the actual outworking of your life, okay? So um, your heart comes out through your mouth. Your heart comes out through your hands. Your heart comes out through your feet. This is the reality. We, we can't put dividing lines and, and um, prison walls in, up in our soul to separate everything. It, it all comes out. And so he says, look at what you've been doing. Ponder the path of your feet and, and compare that to where you want to go. And do an evaluation here. Learn what's going on in your heart by what's been coming out of your mouth. And ponder these things and evaluate them. Bring them to the Lord in prayer. Bring them to the Lord in confession of sin if you need to. Bring them to the Lord. Bring them to other people. And then he promises, then all your ways will be sure. So this is a really interesting insight. He says, part of the reason people fall apart is that they stop looking at what they've been doing with an eye to evaluate and discriminate so that they can keep their heart and walk in purpose with God. It's one of the things he's saying. The reason people's um, <clears throat> ways aren't sure. The reason people go up and down and fall apart is they've stopped sitting down and evaluating. And so for me, this is really, this is a call to be like, okay, what did I do yesterday? Did I actually walk with God? And, and I'm not talking about salvation here. I'm just talking about God's call for us to live holy lives with him. Did I actually love my wife? Did I actually love my kids? Did I actually serve the church well? All these questions, pondering the path of my feet. And what needs to change in order for things to change? And then he says, do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. So this is the last thing in this thing, this section here. And really what he's saying is we're supposed to be um, gazing straight ahead, looking where we walked and where we're walking, and knowing Look, I'm going to have to resist evil in my life. I'm going to have to resist my sin by the grace of Christ through the blood of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, putting to death what is earthly in me. I'm going to have to resist it here. And I'm going to have to focus on the Lord and keeping my foot from doing evil. I was reading this really uh, impactful book. I can't remember the title exactly because it was it's pretty long. I think it's by Thomas Brooks, and it's called like the Christian under the smarting rod of God. So what to do? What do you do when when life is really painful because God is disciplining you? This book, and I just jumped into it where I last left off, and he was saying this point. He was saying, in all the physical pain that we can go through in life, and all the hardship, the letdown, the disappointments. Um, all of that stuff added together is by no means even a little bit worse than one intentional sin in a human heart. Uh, a sin against God is so much more evil than all the hurt that we could go through, all the diseases we could have, all the pain and loss, things falling apart. One sin is so much worse in our heart then all the bad stuff that can happen to us. This is the point he's making because sin is an affront and an attack against God. You know, if I break my leg 
I haven't attacked God, at least. You know, if I get arthritis, I haven't at least attacked God and rejected him or rebelled against him. But one small sin, if your body feels good, if there's money in the bank, if there's food on the table, if you're getting all you want, a sin against God is such a tremendous evil that nothing except the shed blood of Jesus can rescue us from. It's a prison from which there is no escape. It's a guilt from which there is no forgiveness except through the cross of Jesus Christ. He's saying, so you need to, we need to think about what's worse. My, my pain or my sin. He's saying, remember, your sin is so much worse than your pain. So act accordingly. And so Solomon's saying the same thing. Don't swerve to the right or to the left as, you, as you're pondering your steps and deciding what you need to do. Don't swerve into evil because any hardship is so much better than being evil and sinning against God. So here's something for us to do. Make it a part of our life to say, look, I need, I need to keep my heart. Sit down with Proverbs 4, 23 through 27 and just work through it. Uh, following the commands to think through life, to think through how your heart is going and uh, responding to what God brings up. It's Wisdom Wednesday. God bless each and every one of you for listening.